So, a different topic. Good evening, Mike. Good evening, evening, John. Oh, whoa. Whoa. (laughs) John, did you kidnap somebody again? Uh, no, not again. This isn't a. No. This is the first time he's kidnapped someone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we we have our first guest. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just move on. (laughs) Um, This is uh, our first guest on on the show. Uh, His name's Matt. And he's a good friend of ours. Welcome, and Matt. He thinks about stuff. Thanks. I didn't know we were friends. <laughs> yeah, you did. That was a nice compliment. Thank you. Um, I thought so yeah, that he just thinks join us st- about co- stuff was a nice compliment, but you know, well, that is a that these days. Yeah. I think everybody thinks about things. He didn't say that I have well thought out opinions of them. He just said I think about things. No, honestly, I, I think that. Telling some telling saying that someone thinks about things is a compliment. All right, I'll take that as a compliment then. Thank you. Um, but yeah, you know he's uh, he's a good guy and he's uh, fun to talk to about stuff. And I think we'll have a good time. Awesome. Well, yeah, I'm I'm glad we have our first guest, and I'm glad it's you, Matt. Thanks, Mike. So uh, this week has just brought us a bevy of topics to choose from. But that's the is that the third time you've used the word bevy with me today? Probably. I think yeah. it is. I think you've said is that is that was that like Oprah Winfrey word of the week? I don't really watch is Oprah that a Winfrey, thing? but I no. feel like that's a thing. Well, that it's interesting. Thing. It's interesting because I find myself doing this, too. And maybe this this topic isn't even on the list, but it's I welcome hear, to a different topic. <laughs> I, yeah, I hear interesting <laughs> things. And so, like, I started watching Jordan Peterson videos, you know, maybe like a month ago. And he uses the term proclivity. And I found mm. that I was using that in, in conversations for yeah. like the next week. Yeah. And in, in scenarios where it was like, this is just overkill. <clears throat> That's interesting. And I think Your it's a way for me to remember the word. Just, proclivity is just out of bounds. Yeah. Well, it, it's because <laughs> I think I have a proclivity to use terminology to remember it. So, yeah, there yeah. you go. I like it. <laughs> So we have a bevy of topics today. Yeah, we have a we have a bevy of topics. Um, you know, I'm going to start off. We we've been delving into a lot of tech, a lot of uh, of science, a lot of things along those lines. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to start off a little bit lighter today. Uh, how much do you two like Hogwarts and Harry Potter? I'm not a big Harry Potter fan, honestly. My uh, wife is, though. Yeah, I'll be honest. I've never actually seen it, uh, but I heard uh, a psychology explanation about the Quidditch game in there that really made me interested to watch Harry Potter. A psychology analysis yeah. of, of Quidditch. Quidditch. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Jordan wow. Peterson talks about it in a video, and it's <laughs> it's incredible the way he describes the way he's, he describes the game, and he's, he's talking about this uh, phenomenology and... Um, Basically, the the snitches he he describes it as faintest thigh, which is like that which shines forth, and he's using that as like the things that you're curious about that come forth and they beckon you, and you don't know where they come from. And he's talking about you know the the people that chase that, and talking about how there's two games going on at once. It's a really fascinating video. Also, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh I'd yeah. Like to see that. We'll uh, we'll definitely need to add that that video into our uh, 
source links because I want to see it. Um, well, an interesting little bit tidbit. So, and this is probably going to be quick because um, there's not a huge interest in in Harry Potter in the room right now. But uh, Th- there is in your room. Well, <laughs> Just yeah. not in this not in this particular room. Um, okay, so I'm I'm a Harry Potter fan. I'm I'm going to be going to the Wizard Wizarding World with two of my sisters after celebrating her graduation just to go no kids just just three adults going to the wizarding world not weird at all my my <laughs> my wife would join you and leave me here with with the child <laughs> <laughs> so i i came across a a tweet that said that you could go and live at hogwarts and it's of course Hogwarts not being a real place it's not meaning actually live at Hogwarts but the of course. the <laughs> hall that they used to stage the great hall in the Harry Potter films they mm-hmm. have built a couple of apartments right by that hall and you can rent out these apartments uh I want to say it said for 28 100 pounds a month mm-hmm. yeah I, I saw the article yeah it was 2800 bucks so well, well it uk bucks anyways i mean i don't know that what right. that equ- equates to in u.s dollars <clears throat> specifically but it Me i mean either. for a couple of apartments that are that unique um that tied to a popular intellectual property I'm yeah, surprised it's is, yeah only twenty eight hundred dollars yeah yeah but yeah, well I think they want to they want to make it like attainable for the people that you know are really into Harry Potter because they're going to have people lining up for that probably is yeah. it like a permanent residence or is it like you can stay here for a month it kind of looked like a permanent residence but I don't see how if they've only got like two of them how they're not going to have people killing each other trying to get into these as serious as some of some people really get into harry potter yeah i mean 2800 a month is that's cheap you you know what we should do for something like that anyway i have a perfect idea Um, we don't have to love harry potter to do this we can come up with 2800 dollars, and then we can just sublease the thing (laughs) for the appropriate amount of money or or just let people pay us to come take snack like People are going to want to take Snapchat videos of that. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's all true. Right, dude, 200 bucks, snap all you want. Yeah. yeah. Get out next. Yeah. You know, like, thank you next. That's Ariana a great Grande. idea. And, <laughs> and actually there's <laughs> a, um, there's a model for that now in LA. There's this, um, this guy just has a shop that's, I don't know exactly where it is in LA. Um, it's in like a major thoroughfare or not a, like a major tourist area. Um, but it's just a neon sign museum. So he just collects neon signs for free. He just like finds broken down ones in a dump, uh, refurbishes them, gets them hooked up. And he's got a uh, tablet that controls all the ones that turn on so he can he can control all of them um, by category. So he's got them. Oh, like, that's cool. These are all these are all purple. These are all pink. These are all green. So we can turn on all the green ones or all the red ones or just green and red or all of them or none of them. I mean, he's got full control over right. all that. So what people do is they pay him per hour to come in and take like Instagram shots. Yeah. So it's exactly what you're talking about. There's already 
uh, a model for that. Yeah, like I mean, if I now. if I were super wealthy, I'd be doing the same thing for people who want to like pretend to be living the high life. Like, yeah, dude, pay a couple hundred bucks, like yeah. come sit on my couch, you know, in my <laughs> ten million dollar mansion, and like yeah. take a picture. Yeah, you know, or like you know, have a video where you like my maid comes up and you're just like, yeah, grab me a bottle of wine. You know, <laughs> I don't know much about Give wine, me but a some, wine yeah. from the cellar. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I gave it the sling blade voice. <laughs> mm, ketchup and mustard. Mm, <laughs> or wait, no, what is it? It's uh, biscuits and mustard. Bisc- biscuits and mustard. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I love Billy Bob Thornton. Like, uh, yeah, so versatile. <laughs> like, like nothing about Swiss it. Army knife. Watch anything. that movie and then go and watch Bad Santa. Oh, I know. You know, it's like, yeah. what is this? The same guy? Like, did you ever see him in the man? It was like the Baytown. Um, what's the what's that movie? I can't remember. It's like got three brothers. Uh, and they're, they basically go around bounty hunting for the, the main police officer. I forget what it is. Uh, it's not ringing a bell. Yeah. Well, he's in that and he's, you know, he's a bad guy in it and he plays it spot on. Very oh, yeah. versatile. Excellent. Yeah. I'm watching the, re- I'm watching the flat recording line thinking about how much of this I'm going to cut out. <laughs> <laughs> and it's now it's going to stay in. <laughs> yep. Well, it, it'll be great, too, if you cut out the silence so that it's like we're talking and then you're just like, well, this is going to get cut out. So it's like you edited it. <laughs> you, you, you like took out the, the, the emptiness and then people are just like, what? What's going to be taken out? <laughs> that that yeah. I would not be surprised if that's what happens. Um, well, it will be now. Yeah. Right. You don't have free will. I've determined that for you. It's happening. Yeah. We'll see. Now I want to <laughs> now something is compelling me yeah. to resist that urge yeah i did it on purpose so that you edit this well because i want to be presented in a great light oh (laughs) not really well uh i think it's becoming kind of uh tradition to get kind of dirty after the first topic and and oh we gotta try and line our pockets yeah well we gotta hop in the shower together let's get dirty first we all we always (laughs) hop in the shower after we just do the dirtiest thing to to make a little bit of coin. So, so it's, uh, oh, yeah. it's time for the yeah. Well, okay, it's a little early, but I forgive you. Well, I mean, if you didn't hear much of a break, if it if you just heard me talking about getting dirty and and then I'm talking about right now, we didn't have anything. <laughs> we didn't have any ads, but. <laughs> If not, yeah. I hope you enjoyed the ad. Uh, so you, you said getting dirty and it reminded me, uh, you know, we we talk about the my YouTube channel, Romany Arcade on here every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I just finished editing uh, one of the I think it was the last episode for A Way Out, the game we played. Right. Um, right. And you said you said the funniest thing I think you've ever said and uh, that the. <laughs> we're getting chased by cops in cars. We're in this big high speed chase, and these cars are slamming into this truck and banging us all over the road. And Mike goes, he goes, they're out. They're ready to be dangerous. <laughs> and I about died. Like, cause it, it was funny in the moment, but listening to it over and over while editing, just I, it had me in tears. And, they're ready to be dangerous. I'm using that next time I get a girlfriend and it's about to go down. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm, I'm ready, ready to, to be dangerous. dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Oh, all right. And then I'm well, going to laugh because I'm going to thank shower, you, Mike. 
get soaped up. We have got to get, I have got to record a, uh, a sound bit for this of a shower turning on and, and singing. Yeah. I keep saying that, but we, yeah. we keep forgetting to do it before we do the episode. But anyways, let's hop in the shower and, uh, do a little bit of thinking in the shower for some shower it's, thoughts. It's awkward. There's three people in this particular shower yeah, this and, time. It's weird. And, and like, can I say that I love the term shower thought because I actually have shower thoughts. I have a grease pencil in my shower oh, and yeah. I write down things that I think <laughs> That's of. That's awesome. I, it's a, because I like I this is going to be maybe a little bit TMI, but I sit down <laughs> in the shower and I do like mindfulness meditation in the shower. We talked about this. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I think about things very often, and then I get out, and I'm like, well, what the hell was I even thinking? So I got a grease pencil, and I started writing it down. So do you have a board or something in there, or do you just write on the I wall? I just write it on the wall, and then yeah. get a magic eraser, and just comes right off. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That is Great awesome. Uh, the past few episodes, I've the shower thoughts have been, you know, from my warped uh, mind. Originals. Yeah, yeah. they've been originals. Uh, this this all week, of, all I of the thinking that I do in a shower these days is about the two YouTube channels I'm trying to run. <laughs> I, I get I don't I don't have any of these like transcendent ideas anymore in the shower <laughs> or those, you know, having a having fake arguments with people like that stuff just doesn't happen anymore. Now it's just like, like, fuck, what am I going to do about this? And how do I do this? And what am I going to do for this thumbnail? And yeah, you know, that it's it's a makes it's bad. Yeah, you you should allocate time. I have I have an hour every morning. It's on my calendar. It says brainstorm, and that's like I shut off all technology and I sit in a room. It's a good idea. Sheet of paper, whatever I'm thinking about, I just write it down. Yeah, that's a good actually. Yeah, uh, that's a great this, idea. What's funny about that? So this is right now. It's late for you because you're normally in yeah. bed by your. This is an hour past your bedtime because yeah. you get up at what three thirty. I so? go to sleep between eight and nine, and I'm up between three and four. Yeah, yeah, yeah that sounds. Just terrible. But it, 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 well, it's an adjustment. But the fantastic thing is, the first like five hours of my day are just totally uninterrupted. Yeah, that you is, know, that it's is like pretty cool. No one bothers me. Yeah, it's like everyone's asleep, and it's so like so. I don't even have to worry about really turning off my phone. It's like I'm just gonna go in a room and right just brainstorm on random shit like whatever I happen to be thinking about. Yeah, and um, it's just been really productive. And it's like I, I have on my calendar. It's like <clears throat> meditate, brainstorm email like email and catch up between 5 30 and 6 and then i'm head down for, heads down for two hours then i go for a walk and it's like that the first chunk of my schedule is that nice and uh it's just nice yeah that's cool i find i feel like i feel more productive even though maybe i'm doing the same stuff like the same amount of stuff it feels more productive so. yeah that structure probably helps yeah i would hate to walk in this weather though just, oh just dude way too yeah. cold yeah. yeah i mean the, yeah well, I actually prefer the cold because so like I don't even own a pair of shorts. Well, I, that's not true. I own a pair of chubbies and they're very short. <laughs> chubbies. <Yeah. laughs> so they're like the short shorts, like the skies out, thighs out thing. Oh. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, but I never that, wear that's them. That's your yeah. your uh, ice swimming shorts, right? Your ice diving. Yeah. Shorts. Well, they're they're actually swim trunks. I've never worn them. They're like hot pink and like hot like hot. They have, they have like pineapples on them. It's like. It's, oh it, yeah, I remember when you got these. Yeah. You sent you sent pictures out. Yeah, they're fantastic. And, Not on though. They and actually, just... I think I have two because I, I do have I have some with chili peppers on them too. Those okay. are actual shorts, um, but they're also short shorts. But yeah, so <laughs> I I prefer coldness because I can always layer up. Yeah, I can yeah. only get so naked. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's like if it's That's sweltering heat, it's like 
I, I just can't. I'm sweating and like I can't get naked and go for a walk because I'm going to be arrested. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, it depends on where so. you do it. I mean, you know. Yeah. I like being naked. What can I say? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, this is the perfect opportunity because we're supposed we're like walking to the shower. Yeah. You know, as, as yeah. I mean, you know, I've, it's kind of weird wearing sh- swim trunks in the shower, although it's. Take him off, big boy. It's a group you now. Be like a never so. nude. Like a, a never nude. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, you could. Well, the the thought for today is uh, your brain's like a stupid new CEO of an elite company. It has no idea what's going on in your body 80% of the time, but the employees know what they're doing. And that was by BYL underscore NI. I don't know how to pronounce that. <clears throat> See, I, I immediately oh, have Nine. a problem with that because that's not true. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Think about any autoimmune dis- deficiency. Right. Your body doesn't necessarily know what it's doing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a dumb yeah. CEO and the employees are dumb. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> that's I mean. think there's very little interdepartmental communication for sure. Yeah. Well, and, but that's just it. It's it's not. I think one thing that needs to be said to modify this thought is that your conscious brain, because you're not consciously aware of your auto, auto autoimmune system attacking an infection or or a uh, a disease or anything, it's just doing it. But that's like a department of a company, like the shipping yeah. department of a company. The right. shipping department's gonna run whether the CEO's sick for a month. They're still gonna run. The CEO, CEO right. doesn't know anything about it. Right. Yeah. yeah that's true. I guess. So, Good thought. But, yeah. Yeah. You are now breathing consciously. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when people do that. I saw some some asshole was wearing a shirt that said something like that. And it was like, uh, yeah, it was like that, whatever it was. And and it ruined my day. But like the rest of the day, I would I would find myself talking and then I'd, I would have to exhale a lot because yes. I had a whole bunch of extra air. <laughs> but see, the, the interesting thing is when you get into... <clears throat> mindfulness yeah. that's actually a good thing you want to you like uh, you, you want to be mindful of the the breath that you're taking right it kind yeah, of centers yeah. you and right. brings you back to the present moment so in a way when someone's doing that they're doing you a favor yeah you just don't want favors from people um you, you mentioned the mindfulness thing um uh have you heard of the the waking up um guided meditation app the uh, from sam harris i have not no um you know you know sam harris yeah, so yeah yeah um so, uh, I've been using the waking up app um, okay. and I'm like eight days in, I guess. Um, <clears throat> but it's, it's great. Everyone go check it out. Um, this isn't sponsored. Um, he <laughs> tells a story in a, in a video I saw, um, one time a year or so ago that he was on a meditation retreat and it was, a um, a non-speaking retreat for, I think it was two weeks. He's been on a bunch of them. I'm probably getting them mixed up, but it was, you don't speak to anyone. There's a bunch of people there. It's a big outdoor thing out in the wilderness. And so you don't talk to anybody, but there are times where there's communal eating, you know, everybody shows up to eat at the same time, but you're not supposed to speak. Um, he said that he, at the time he was, he had only learned meditation in the way that you just described where you, you only think about your breathing. And he had a realization sitting out on this big, he said it was a big rock overlooking a lake. It was just this beautiful, perfect, serene place to, to you know, take yourself out of the chaos of the day or whatever. 
And um, he realized while he was meditating that he could not focus on his breath because he, there was a bird chirping and it was this bird was just there all the time. And so he realized that the, the meditation isn't about your breathing. It's about being mindful. Right. And so he started focusing on the bird and yeah. he said it was, he just was like slipped into this flow state where he could have sat there the rest of his life. He was like, he, there was something it clicked in him that it's not, what you're focusing on it's that you're focusing right that you're and, focusing and things around you and like yeah. the, so i use headspace is the app that yeah. i use and there's a part of uh depending on which one you use there's a part of it where uh he'll talk about you know focusing on your breath that's how you start and then it's you know go head to toe and like do a survey of your body you know and like how you feel and then listen to the sounds that are around you and mm. uh, and then there's a part where it'll be like you know, if your mind starts to wonder, that's cool. Just take a note of it and bring it back to the present moment. Uh, and that, you know, attention and focus are really like a muscle, right? Yeah. That you can, you can kind of flex it. And the more you use it, the stronger it gets. And, and then there's a part where it's like, okay, now let your mind wander and think about whatever you want. And then, you know, you do that for maybe 15, 30 seconds. It's a controlled wandering. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, go free. And then it's like, okay, now bring it back, listen and focus on the breath. And yeah. so it's a, it's a really kind of holistic in the moment thing and i just i i find that when i'm done then he's like open your you know open your eyes and basically it's like just sit there for a minute and just like kind of observe how you feel in the mm. moment it's it's crazy i don't know why it works the way it does but yeah fascinating. I, I don't want to spend the entire show um without mike getting to say anything um, <laughs> <laughs> so i was I'm, just I'm gonna, enjoying just, the 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 topic at, at the moment but i will well, say it, it reminded me of a of a tape that and for for those of you who might be listening that have never heard of a tape it's it's an audio device <laughs> that uses magnetic <laughs> tape to store the audio <laughs> anyways so my my dad had a tape when i was early teens so this would have been in the early 90s um, is this a like a cassette or a vhs cassette tape tape <clears throat> or an a track or a okay Gotcha. Uh, it was it was cassette in this case. We did actually inherit an eight track player in the house that we bought, but totally different story. Um, not much of a story. That was pretty much the whole story. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the cassette tape was a self hypnosis tape, and a lot of the techniques that Matt was just talking about were techniques for getting into a a deep relaxation for the self-hypnosis now i don't remember okay. what happened after the relaxation and and you were the points where you were supposed to go under and the tape kept on going and for all i know i could have acted like a dog for two weeks but <laughs> i mean it was very relaxing <laughs> yeah i always wonder like how much of that is legit you know, like you, you see things like Darren Brown where he like people yeah. are suggestible and I, I buy into that. But the, the I, I remember a time I went to uh, a hypnosis show and my sister got up on stage and the guy hypnotized everyone and was like, you know, you're going to act like a chicken. And I'm wondering if it ever actually worked or if they just did that because they wanted to to feel accepted and like they were a part of the group. Right. You know, and it's like. You know, maybe it's just a, maybe that's just an exercise in like, 
mob mentality and like how people are well, malleable only because they want to be accepted and not the, because the Darren Brown, I think it was Darren Brown. He did it. He tested that exact thing. He had the, had a group of actors come in that mm-hmm. were supposed to be auditioning for a, a part. Okay. I didn't and see this one. You didn't think. see, Oh man, this is, it's exactly what you're talking about. I forget what he called it. It was social adjustment or something, social something. Um, so what he had was this line of chairs, maybe 12, 15 chairs. Are you and, sure this wasn't uh, on minefield? No. Okay. I'm not sure. <laughs> but so this is the setup. They had a they had this room um with like 12 or 15 chairs. Um they had the f- they had one or two actors that were in on the bit already sitting in the chairs. Oh, I have seen this one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Keep going though. This yeah. is interesting. Yeah, so they yeah. they had these uh, two actors already sitting in the chairs and uh they knew what was going on. So the first person who is, I guess, the victim of this thing um, doesn't doesn't know what's going on. So the, this person comes in and is told to just sit down. And I think they're given some papers. They're supposed to like write out some stuff about like a bio or whatever. And then just randomly, seemingly randomly, the other two people just stand up in place. Well, there's a bell that goes a off. bell. That's yeah. right. There's a there's a ding. And so the first the first couple of people just stand up and they don't talk about it. They don't communicate. They just stand up and continue looking at this sheet that they were given. So this guy who's sitting there who has no idea what's going on just kind of looks at them and then just stands up. And because, I mean, they did it. So it must be the right thing to do. And the bell rings. And so, okay, I'll stand. Well, this goes on and on until they've got all of these chairs filled. And every time there's a ding, I think there was like one person who just refused. But it was like 11 out of 12 people were standing every time the bell rang. But nobody ever told them to do that. Right. Well, and the interesting thing, the interesting part about that that I really enjoyed was at some point, the people that were in on it left the room. And everyone continued to do it. And everyone kept doing it. Yeah. And like new people that came in started doing it, too. And there was one person that like look around they were kind of confused and they're just like i don't know you know they were doing it so (laughs) i'm doing it yeah this is established protocol i mean this is what we do yeah Yeah, i've seen a couple of things like like that that, think about how that happens going through a century of civilization i mean you know up here in north dakota you know we've got our own little community of people here and we do things and say things that are specific to this area and that may not be, I can't think of an example at the moment, but that's because I'm in it. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, somebody else might look in and be like, oh, that's weird. You know, although I'm, um, I'm getting but, you know, it's interesting that probably tired that of same the thing land. probably happens. The what? I'm getting kind of tired of the land. I, I'm, I'm kind of wanting some water, but that's that's another subject. Well, I've been trying to tell you, you should uh, convince your wife to sell everything and get a houseboat. Well, take it out to the Gulf Coast. I don't go know if, down the if I want to go Gulf Coast, though. I mean, go directly into the next hurricane. I, I, I can't. I can't eat seafood, but I hear the lobster in Maine is really good. Ah, it it really is. And it's interesting. I've been to Portland, Maine, which is weird to think about and yeah. they have some really incredible lobster there it's very delicious but i also Oddly don't enough, know if it was a placebo really, they've got some really good pizza there so yeah i uh, see i was worried that new york because you hear like new york new york style pizza is new york pizza is supposed to be really good 
I was worried that I would have a placebo effect. It turned out that I didn't like any of the pizza I had in New York City. <laughs> yeah, but here's the interesting <laughs> thing. I wonder, so like, when when someone says that, for example, like Chicago deep dish pizza is the shit, right? Right. There's a group of people that just take that at face value and they're like, okay, that's great. You know, I'll, I'll go try it and make my own opinion. Mm -hmm. But does that affect people in such a way that some people have placebos where they enjoy it because they're like, oh, this is the best ever. And it could be a mediocre pizza and they're, they've convinced themselves it's great. And I'm then sure. on the opposite side, are there people that are like more critical because this is now like I've, I've put this as the best pizza in the world and you have to like suss it out. Right. And now you're like hypercritical and you're like, this is not the best pizza. Yeah, that is probably what happened to me, actually. Yeah. We, we asked a, a cab driver in New York City where he goes for pizza. Uh -huh. And he told us it was this pizza place that was in an alley somewhere and there was almost no one there and the, they didn't have any tables. They didn't even have a fucking door. Like there wasn't a door. It was outside. I mean, it was just it like, was a hole it was in, in the a wall. brick. It was literally a hole in a wall. It was a, a, a long brick alleyway. And then there was a brick like carved, uh, carved out of this. There was a section of brick carved out where wow. they had a brick, a brick pizza oven. And uh, I was just like, I was hating all over it. It was, it took forever to get, which, you know, that, okay, it's pizza. It's, yeah. you know, it's supposed to be good. You should, you shouldn't mind having to wait. And then it was, the crust was too charred. The, I didn't like the cheese was too thin. Like I was, I was just hated all over it. Yeah. There's nothing about it I liked. <laughs> well, and so like how much of that is for him, how much of it is good because it tastes good right. or how much of it is just like he has a fantastic experience. And so the food just tastes better because he's in a better mindset. Yeah, yeah. So it's like Yelp is fantastic <clears throat> because I know I can avoid shitholes. But at the same time, it sets these expectations in my mind yeah. that like I just want to tear down. Yeah. You, you know? just just choose to go to any place on Yelp that only has three stars. Yeah. Or just don't <laughs> use Yelp or don't use Yelp. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, or, what's or funny, do it. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I saw. I, I I think it was either Alton Brown or one of the Food Network personalities was talking about uh, how you know there's there's these location specific specialties like pizza in New York, red beans and rice in Louisiana or, or New mm -hmm. Orleans specifically, but he said he was saying <clears throat> that in his opinion the place that's famous for something is the last place you want to go to, to experience that food because they have, they, they made that flavor and, and, and then they got famous for that flavor. And then they strive so much to retain that one specific version of the flavor that they think is popular to the point where it's been just homogenized too much into a sure. Yeah, you, you know, it's it's like too much of a of a plain flavor and and it loses it, its its special spice. It loses uh the uniqueness to it because the person that's doing it doesn't care about it actually tasting good. They care about it tasting like what it's keeping the quote, legacy. supposed yeah, to yeah. taste like, yeah. So well, I believe I believe pretty strongly that there's nothing that can't be improved upon. Oh yeah. So if you know somebody comes out with some great new dry rub for some barbecue, you know that will get famous. But then other people are going to find ways to take that as a base and improve upon it. Yeah. So yeah. it can't be the best forever. Someone else is going to change it. Yep. It's a good point. 
What even were we talking about? This is this is the <laughs> that actually came off. <laughs> we started of from the a shower, shower thought of the CEO <laughs> of an elite company being your brain, and it yeah. morphed into well, it's a different topic. <laughs> yeah, that's the great thing about a different topic. Uh, it starts with one topic, <laughs> and maybe and it why we will never have an topic. audience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that you never know. Yeah, you never know. I know. Uh, Ten whole people clicked on the Facebook page over the past week. It was great. Ooh. Yeah. It definitely was not. <laughs> I was definitely not one of them because I don't use Facebook I've anymore. actually deactivated my Facebook profile. Oh, uh, man. I'm envious. Yeah, because like, you to. can still keep messaging. Yeah. So it's, oh, I've just deactivated cool. like the... Uh, uh, they've separated it. So like it used okay. to be when you deactivated it, you lost everything. So like I still have Messenger. I still have a profile, but it's just... I, I don't log in. It's like, you know, no one can go to my page and see me. Very cool. Yeah. The only reason I'm still on Facebook is because a couple of years ago, people were setting up a party and I never, I didn't check Facebook at all at this, this time period. I had a profile, but I didn't do, I didn't even look at Facebook. I didn't do anything with it. And then my right. sister comes up to me and was like, well, are you, are y'all coming to the party this weekend or what? And I'm like, what party my birthday party <laughs> and i'm like uh, what do you mean nobody invited us to to anything and she's like yeah there's we this whole did it on microcosm facebook. happening on facebook that if you're not on facebook you don't see you know and i actually don't like that <clears throat> yeah me I, oh, I hate so that. i've actually started i've started doing this this very thing i'm about to this is segueing into something that it, i find very important i prefer the personal communication so like people will email me now mm -hmm. and i call them and i'm like hey I, I just wanted to respond to your email and they're like what why, <laughs> okay. why didn't you just respond to it i'm like well yeah because it's like i care about what you said you know right. i, I want to like call you and make it personal and then it's like i'll send a cya email when i'm done yeah yeah but it feels like it feels better i feel like you you can connect better because it's you know when I, I i'm sure you've experienced this probably both of you is you get an email and you're like wow that guy's a dick <laughs> it's like, and then you, you like talk to them later and you're like, oh, okay, well, they just meant something totally different. And had I been able to hear their voice that there would, you know, I wouldn't have thought that they were right. Yeah, so, yeah. Or they were just crazy busy and couldn't, yeah. couldn't hack out more than four words, and you know, or no and, capitalization and then you don't get like the, the, where it's like, they just respond with their signature, you know? And it's just like, yeah. oh, it's <laughs> like, so I, I, you know, I can tell if they actually appreciate it. I call them. I'm like, here's the response. I'm like, oh, cool. Thanks so much. That's really great. Yeah. You know? And so it just feels better to me. Have either of you guys ever read How to Win Friends and Influence People? No, I actually have the Audible book for that, but I haven't I haven't listened to it yet. A huge amount of stuff in that book is completely useless for remote workers. Yeah. And, and like in my situation, in your situation, like, you know, we work from home. We, yeah. I don't I don't interact with anybody other than my wife and my daughter most days. And so as a result, uh, my dad had a, a master's master's, I think, in psychology, at least a bachelor's in psychology. Uh, that he, you know, he, he didn't use it for work directly. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, he loved that book. And so, you know, when I got old enough to, to realize the importance of things like that, I decided, well, this is what my dad was into. So I wouldn't check it out. And I could see in his life for sure. He, he lived that book and he, that was, and he was a very successful businessman as a result. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure that wasn't the only thing, but it, it definitely contributed to it. And so I started putting these things into practice and, um, you know, ended up 
in I won awards at two companies that worked for yep. for for being um a model employee and really all I did was just not be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was just really common courtesy things. And so much of that has broken down because I can't come to your desk. You send me an urgent email, you know, such and such is broken. And my response isn't to email you. It's not to call you. It's not to send you an IM. I get up off my ass. I go to your desk and be like, tell me, like, walk me through this. What's wrong? Excuse me. And people respond to that. And and like Mike, like what you said, the so much of that communication happens non-verbally. And when you're already not having a verbal conversation, there's no non-verbal communication to be had. Yeah. Matt and I are in the same room. We're like four feet apart. And we keep looking at it like I'm talking where he's like, he's watching me talk and like we are having that body language communication and I'm having a difficult time not treating this like a phone call because (laughs) because really it's it's weird. I I haven't had that experience until now, because now that I have someone who's not on the phone in the room with me and trying to talk to someone who is on the phone, I find both of us are on this side trying to wait for 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 Mike to talk. Yeah. And so we end up we're in we've had several times here where there's these long stretches of silence and it's like who's who who's supposed to talk right now. Yeah. But Mike and I don't have that problem when it's just us. Yeah. The solution, I think, is a is a video conference. Yeah, that would probably do it. Because then you could you could see We actually it. did that the first show or two. Yeah. Because yeah. then Mike could be nodding and you could be like we're yeah. on the same page. Or he could be scowling and you'd be like, Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how R rated I can get. So, you know, (laughs) we're almost we're coming up on the hour mark and we haven't touched Matt's stuff at all. And I don't really know where to start because I I really liked a lot of the stuff we were talking about before the show even started. Yeah. Um, But also your your personal development. stuff. So why don't we do that? So the um, Mike, if you don't mind, kind of shift us here. Um, So I've known Matt now for a a decade. Plus or minus a year, somewhere in there. Like 2007, I think. 2007, 12 years. Yeah, it's 2007, 2008. I think it was probably 2008, so I call it 11 years. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think it was August 2008. That makes sense. That's right. Yeah. Um, So we, I've known you for a long time. Um, We work together. We have been through some shit. (laughs) Um, And uh, something that I've, I noticed about you really early on is that you have, you have these like, peaks and valleys of, of obsessions. And it, it seems like in the last couple of years, that's evened out. But, but when we first met, you would find something that you would laser focus on and everything else fell to the wayside. Yeah. And then when you finally came back to reality, you were the preeminent expert on whatever that thing was. <laughs> and it was, it was shocking a lot of times. And one of the, the, the thing that stands out and I think has probably had the biggest impact um, on your life <clears throat> was your interest in JavaScript. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we were both software developers, um, self-taught. We ended up working together at this company, um, that he, he actually interviewed me for the job. <laughs> um, and, uh, in this like gray suit, I think it was, you had on gray slacks and this gray shirt and a tie. Yeah. There was a while it's there a- where I just wore, I wore slacks and a button down and a tie every single day yeah. since I was hired for, like probably three or four years. Yeah. So he, he hires me for the position. Um, I end up getting the job. And so, and things were, we things were fine. And then just like one day 
one of our coworkers comes over to me and is like, man, is, uh, is Matt okay? Like, what are you talking about? He's like, he just, every day he comes in, he just puts on his headphones and he sits at his computer and doesn't talk to anybody. I'm like, I don't know, man, just go ask him. Like he's, <laughs> he seems fine at lunch. You know, like we go to lunch and we eat hot wings and, uh, and, and, you know, he seems like a perfectly fine. He's like, he's having, he's fine. There's nothing wrong with him. He's like, I don't know, man. I just, I feel like he's, I feel like there's something wrong. And then like six months goes by and he comes back and he's like, I've mastered JavaScript. <laughs> and, and he, and he knew everything there is to know. That's an exaggeration, obviously, but yeah. I mean, he, he went from, uh, an, a intermediate level JavaScripter to, um, far beyond that in a, in a pretty short period of time. And that was when I realized that, that you have this pattern. Uh, we have a mutual friend that, uh, that is a very good pool player and he was trying to get us to go play. We went and played with him a few times and then I come by your desk at work and you're like studying the mass a and, and, <laughs> and shopping for pool cues and, and, um, you obsessed not long, but you did obsess for a little while about the pool stuff and you got really good at the game with not playing a whole lot. And, um, I think that this probably started when you were a child, because you also have, you're a martial arts champion. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and so you have this, this pattern of finding things that you're super into and devoting a huge amount of time to it and, and getting really good at it. And then in a lot of cases you walk away from it. It stops being challenging would be my guess. Um, or you just lose interest for whatever the reason is. And then you move on to the next super interesting thing. And I, I said all that to say that you've kind of found your way into, I'm, I'm going to say self-help, but that's, <laughs> if you were to write a book, it would probably be in the, it would be flavored like a self-help book, yeah. but you've kind of, kind of gone into this direction of, of being super interested in, in introspection and, and figuring out things about yourself. And, and, um, I just would like you to talk about that, yeah. is it, that what is talk about it. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> It's, and I think to the, I think I've discovered why I do that and it's things call out to me, right? They're interesting to me. And, and so when something gets my attention, it's like, okay, I've got something to learn from this and I don't know what it is. And so I got to figure that out. Mm. And then, uh, you know, I learn whatever it is I'm supposed to learn. And then at that point, it's like, okay, I can move on, you know? So do you, do you find that it's, um, that you learn the thing and then if something else in that interests you you'll stay in that family of things and go to that interesting thing. Yeah. And then if you run out of branches of interesting things, you just jettison that, that activity entirely. Is that kind of how that works? Or I maybe not the entirely. Part, yeah. But- I mean, it, it, it's because even though I stopped doing that particular thing, it's not like I didn't, I don't lose the knowledge that I gained from it. Right. You know, like you can take that and move it into something else. So I think in, in some ways it's like I learn I learn everything that I feel I can learn about it or everything, you know, to a point where I'm like, okay, this has been useful and now I'm ready to move on. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I've discovered if there's like a set amount of time that that is. It just, you know, it just happens. Like right now it's painting. Yeah. So you uh, painted a beautiful butterfly. I did. Yeah. (laughs) Confession time. The only person in the world I've said this to is my wife. And it's only, and that's only because I, I just recently realized it. Those things that you're describing, Mike, the, the where I found something that was interesting and then it didn't last long and it, it went away. The reason the vast majority of the time those things didn't mature into bigger things 
as 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 it's so weird even saying this out loud i was literally afraid to be me Mm -hmm. and and because like for whatever reason it even even sitting in here doing doing this show and doing remedy arcade if if my wife is home and i it's i it'll get in my head that she can hear me in here doing this and even though she is totally supportive of me doing all of this and spending unreasonable amount of, amounts of money on equipment and um you know she she has been nothing but supportive and she gets excited every time a, a an episode drops and you know like she's completely on board she hears me in here she just she's probably proud of me but it gets in my head for some reason even now knowing that this that this is the case that i that i am the way that i am um it gets, still gets in my head that she that she may have an opinion other than what she has expressed to me. And so, you know, getting into card magic, I don't, I didn't know anybody else who was into card magic. Yeah. And I started feeling like a, like a weirdo. Like, I, like, why am I so into card? I had like dozens of, I have a bag in this room somewhere that has all of my cards or a bunch of the cards. I'm looking for it. I don't see it. Um, I have a, a gallon Ziploc bag that's full of decks of cards that are like trick decks and these fancy novelty decks. And uh, some of them are just absolutely destroyed because I, I manipulated them so much that edges are torn and, yeah. and bent. <clears throat> but I started thinking like nobody else. I started feeling like because I had nobody else around me doing that same thing that I was weird. Right. And so I would stop and I would find something else that was interesting. And I was like, man, I, I kind of want to learn how to throw a yo-yo i mean yeah you know i see people doing cool yo-yo tricks and i'm interested in that and mike was interested kind of interested in it and so i kind of talked him into it and we spent like 50 bucks on on like one yo-yo like a real nice weighted yeah yeah um so we you know we bought these nice yo-yos and we kind of flipped around for a little while and i started feeling self-conscious about it because what a weird it's a weird hobby and i think the i honestly in having the introspection you know, like this, the mindfulness stuff, this stuff comes up and you start, I start having these realizations while I'm meditating, um, that the, I think the reason I played world of Warcraft so much is because I finally found something I was interested in and I was surrounded by other people who were too. Yeah. So I had, you know, we, we worked with my boss was in my guild and, and, you know, that was probably, probably shouldn't tell the HR department that, but, (laughs) you know, um, (laughs) And I, I was in a, in a, in a world 100 guild, you know, you yeah, are too, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, not the same one, but you know, we were, I, I think that's what it was. I finally found this group of people and, um, I quit playing when the guild I was with broke up and all of those people yeah. just kind of dissolved into the ether. And because and then I started feeling that way again. You, I don't know. Kind have of in a, in a, in a sense, yeah. You lose your purpose, right? You lose your direction. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it was interesting too, is you could you could you could have found people that were just as interested in yo-yos if you had known where to magic, look or, or found a way to, yeah. to connect with them. Yeah. Yeah. And and a lot of that is um, I'm kind of scared. Scared is is a strong word, but I, I hesitate to go out into meeting strangers. Um. For instance, uh, there, you know, there's a lot of comic stores all over the country that have, um, have events on certain days like Dungeons and Dragons Sundays Mm -hmm. and Friday night magic and, um, you know, whatever it is. And I wouldn't be caught dead going to one of those places alone, but if I had a friend with me, you know, that could hold my hand, my delicate baby hand into (laughs) this, 
<clears throat> I'm a grown ass adult. You know, yeah. I should be able to just walk my ass into any car, any comic book store and go sit down and play D and D for a couple hours. Yep. But I can't bring myself to go do that by myself. And so I don't get exposed to people with like interests. And so those interests fade away. Yep. And, um, so that, that's why it, you know, a couple of years ago, it got into my head, I guess a little less than that, about a year, year and a half ago or so. Um, it got into my head. I want a YouTube channel. Yeah. And, and I was like, damn the man, I'm doing this. And so now I have two and it's a hell of a lot of work, but I don't feel like I'm working. Yeah. You know, like I, I'm, I love every second of this and I'm looking up watching the audio capture right now. And just, I love watching it scroll across the screen yeah. and I, I, I'm eating this shit up. And so I don't care if I find somebody else that's into this now, right. but I'm, it took me 36 years to figure this shit out. Yeah. It's, it's really frustrating. Well, and it's, it's, it's interesting too, because I, I had a similar, uh, thought. I used to struggle to, this is, this sounds silly just even saying this, but I used to struggle to go eat places by myself. I was really self-conscious like go about it. Yeah, just like going to a restaurant by myself. I just, so I, and people would be like, why? I'm like, I don't know. You know, it's like, I don't know what it is about it. And so what I started doing was, uh, I don't know if I told you about the, the movie program I do. It's like 20 bucks a month. You can yeah, go see yeah. three movies a week. So I was like, well, this will be my thing. It's like, it'll be dark. No one can look at me, you know, so I'll go do this on my own. It'll break out. Things. Yeah. And now it's like, I go, you know, up to a bar and have wings by myself. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, and it's gradually, you know, it's actually, I just had the, the biggest feat quote unquote, uh, like a couple weeks ago, I went to painting with a twist by myself. Oh, cool. And it's like, Kate wanted to go to yeah, that. <laughs> it's like, you know, a bunch of people in there and it's like, you know, I had an opportunity to kind of like be the center of attention in a sense. They were given out. It, it's like they give you aprons and this apron had a design on it. And to get it, you had to like make a noise and go into the center of the room. And I'm like, that's oh. totally against what I do. Like, I don't, <laughs> you know, like that's my shadow right like, there. It's like, I don't want the limelight. Like, don't, yeah. you know, acknowledge my team and not me because I don't want people to look at me. It's right. <laughs> And so like, I, I was like, all right, I have this opportunity and I'm going to just do it. And I did it. And it was like, all right, it's not that bad, but you know, it, it, like the de- leading up to the decision, I was like sweating bullets. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, I don't know if I can do this. And, uh, I did it and it, you know, slowly, but surely. Yeah. So, um, to your original question before we got off on this tangent, um, the project that I'm working on, I, it spawned from, uh, I've had people make comments like, you learn things quickly or, uh, you know, how do you learn things? Uh, I taught for a little bit and trying to explain to, to people kind of my thought process. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe this works for other people too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, and it's really, it was just kind of like my approach to it. And it's, it, I was, so I objectively looked at myself and I'm like, well, you know, I don't think that I necessarily learn things quickly. It's just that I spend a lot of time with them. Right. You know, so it's like you might look at me and be like, right. well, you learned a lot in six months, but it's like, well, you know, that's like 13 hour days, six right. months and like every day. Right. Um, that's that obsessive stuff I was yeah. talking about earlier. Yeah. So I've kind of come up with I've been like trying to formalize my ideas on this. And it's like, you know, what I've arrived at is is the the key to at least for me learning new things. And I've experimented kind of taking my own advice with painting. And it's like, number one, I just got to, to do it, you know? And it's like, well, why do people struggle to do things? It's like, well, they set the bar really high. That's my problem. And so it's like, well, okay, you've got to, you've got to make your goal like a reasonably humble goal. You've got to set the bar sufficiently low. Publish the video. Yeah. 
just do just it. Just get that shit out there. So, so it's like, you know, schedule time in your day. Like I'm going to spend an hour a day and I'm just going to do this thing. And by the end of the day, I'm going to have something to show for it, whatever it is, you know, and it, I'm just going to say that I'm going to suck at this and I'll be yeah. the worst. So like for me, it's like, I'll be the worst painter <clears throat> every single day. And it's like you now, if I look at the stuff I did when I first started, where it's like a stick figure, you know, and like, so like, hang on that for a second. Yeah. So, you, <laughs> so you say be the worst painter every single day. Yeah. And, and I think that like, there's something really beautiful about that. Uh, because it, that is the worst that you can be. Yeah. Because you improved from yesterday. Yeah. That's really cool. So the, the idea is like, <laughs> compare yourself. This is a, a Jordan Peterson rule. Compare yourself to compare yourself to yourself yesterday and not mm-hmm. to people today. Right. You know, it's like, what a phenomenal thing to say. It's like, well, holy it shit. That makes a so lot of sense. It's so obvious. Yeah. And but so it isn't at all. The, I was like, well, you know, I just do it. So like when I started JavaScript, it was like, I didn't know what I was. You saw some of the code, like where one equals quote one, you know, <laughs> yeah. like you saw that. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. it worked. It, yeah. and, and I'm just like, you know, I look back at that now and I'm just like face palming. But it's yeah. like I did it yeah. and it worked. It did what I wanted it to. And then I yeah. learned how to make it better. You know, and so it's like uh, allow yourself to be as bad as you could, you know, or as good as you can, but accept that you'll be as bad as you possibly can be. Right. <laughs> and um <laughs> It's like schedule time in your day and, and, and like force yourself to do it. And even if it's like, like I can only do this for 15 minutes a day, but I'm going to do it every day. And, and that's, that, that's really just been my approach is like, let myself do it. And then I look back and I actually found this really interesting thing uh, because what, what I like to do is I like to study people who have done it and kind of emulate. So like I, I, I went through these when I was explaining to students how to write code. It's like you go through these phases. It's like phase one of being a developer. You emulate, period. Mm-hmm. I go to Stack Overflow, I copy a piece of code and I paste it in. Yeah. And I don't know why it works. It works and it could very well be a really crappy implementation, but I did my job. Right. Phase two is <coughs> I go to Stack Overflow and I copy and paste something and I can kind of sort of understand what it's doing. Right. All right. Now, phase right. three, phase three is I copy and paste it. I know what it's doing. And I can tweak it to make it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And then like the transcendent moment is I look at Stack Overflow and I see the principles by which they've developed this solution. And I can apply those principles in my own way entirely. Uh, yeah. So, you know, that's really the kind of pattern shift that I go through in these things. It's like, I'm just going to allow myself to paint. And so a really good way for painting specifically, uh, Rembrandt did this. So Rembrandt's famous artist, he used to paint himself like every three months or so uh, Rembrandt triangle the he was the one that would do those portraits that are really brightly lit on one side yeah and the the triangle would show up on the nose underneath the eye yeah so he would triangle so he would he did a a portrait of himself and he he did a self-portrait like every two or three months you say wait no I said weird about the triangle yeah um and so what I started doing and and this was at the suggestion of someone else and I, I I thought that this was a really good idea was to to paint the same thing So I've started painting the same thing every month. You know, it's like every month I go and I paint the same thing. And now it's like you look back at that and it's like, okay, I can see this progress. It's like, okay, the, you know, I'm painting this flower and it looks like the very first one. I'll I'll send a picture to you later. It looks like an orange catcher's mitt with a a black ball in it. I saw it. I did see it. But you painted it. Yeah. Yeah. So, But But you were a painter and regardless of how bad of a painter you were being a painter. 
And right. yeah. you just improved on being a painter over time. Yeah. And so like, so, so someone suggested this and then I, I was like, well, Rembrandt did this and this is really interesting. And so like, I, I look back at that and this was in November, I think. And so I've got one for November, December, January, and then I haven't done the one for February yet. But it's okay. like the end of the month is tomorrow, so I need to do it. But <laughs> if you look back at the one when I first started, where it looks like this, it looks like a catcher's mitt with a ball in it. Mm. And then it's like, okay, this kind of looks like a flower. And that's mm. like the one for January. I'm like, this actually looks like a flower. The perspective's a little bit off. It's a little bit impressionistic. It's not very realistic, but it, this has a lot more structure. Yeah. You know, and and then the the butterfly I sent you. I think is my my best work and I'm like you know now I'm actually getting yeah. things like shading and and it's all been experimentation and and so I, I think a really interesting experiment for anyone wanting to learn something new is just like allow yourself to do it yeah and then just like just track the progress like make yourself do an update a day or an update a week or yeah. an update a month or whatever set an interval that you can stick to yep you know because the the plan that is 80% optimal that you follow 100% of the time is better than the plan that's 100% optimal that you follow 80% of the time. Yeah. So just... Or 0% of right, the time. Right, or 0% of the time. <laughs> Which yeah. would be the case for me. Because if you set unrealistic expectations on yourself... That's my workout schedule. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Because if you set those unrealistic expectations, you're just going to let yourself down. Mm-hmm. So just don't have them. You know? Just yeah. do. And so You know, it's, it's, it's so... It sucks being so old. And... Because, and, <laughs> I mean, because people... You, 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 I'm sure everyone has had that experience where someone tells you something and you can even repeat it to other people that need advice, but you didn't really understand it until one day it kind of clicks. The, everything we're talking about is that, yeah. like, you know, like you want to learn dodgeball, then go play dodgeball. Well, I don't want to go. Well, then you don't want to go learn. You don't want to, you don't want to, you don't really want to learn dodgeball. Yeah. Or, and, or you do, but there's, <clears throat> there's something holding you back, right? It's like, yeah. what is it that's holding you back? And it's like, well, I've got the, you know, I'm thinking of the best dodgeball player in the world. Uh, you know, maybe he's a professional dodgeball player, gets paid money, you know, to yeah. do this. And I'm not like him. Right. So I'm not a dodgeballer. Right. Like, well, you, you are if you want to be, you know, like he didn't start it. Like there's natural talent. Yeah. But think about it like this. Professional football players. Mm-hmm. Right. They practice like every day. It's literally their job. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, if, if someone who is good at something has to practice like, hello. Yeah. You you do, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like you don't wake up and you just you're this idiot savant football player. Right. I don't even know if that exists. But <laughs> <laughs> well, and another thing that's interesting about that, too, is you don't even really know necessarily that you will or won't be good at something. Yeah. Um. You know, I thought programming was interesting and it, it it this feeling has since gone away thanks to the corporate machine but <laughs> when i was first learning how to program up even up until we started working together anytime i learned some new concept it literally felt like i was peeling back the like layers of the universe yeah like it felt like magic to me even though i understood it i knew i i, I know what a memory pointer is I, I i know how memory gets pushed around in a machine i've written the assembly to do it yeah but it still felt like magic. It was still so cool. Yeah. And and this machine is doing what I'm telling it to do. And when it screws up, it's because I screwed up. I told, I gave it a wrong instruction. And that experience was so awesome that, you know, and um, I kind of lost my train of thought here, but anyway, I just, I, damn it. I was going somewhere. It's gone. 
Never mind. Well, and I think like Ain't so bad. to to that point too. I think we <clears throat> naturally get better at the things you're interested in, which is why yeah. when oh, I oh I'm sorry. No, go ahead, go. Um, so what I was saying is you don't necessarily know that you're good at something until right. you start doing it. And really, I just had an interest in programming, and I just started researching things and like, well, how do I do this? And I need to do this same thing eight times. Well, I found out that I don't have to write that code eight times. I can write a loop. Yeah. And then like, oh my God, I just learned something new about the universe. That's, yep. you know, um, and then you did that, you, you get interested in, well, how, what, what other kinds of loops are there and how many languages have loops? And you start talking, you start getting into all this, it peels all this stuff back. You learn all kinds of stuff. And the next thing you know, you've had a 10 year long programming career yep. and, um, and you're good at it. You know, there's a, there, and, and there's a lot of concepts with computer science as a whole, but in, just in programming where a knowledge of mathematics is, is heavily, is hugely important. Right. And so that's, that's a failing that I have. And so if I wanted to go do like genome computation, you know, I'm going to be lost there because I could, I could probably help solve some of the, uh, some of the algorithms and uh, data structures and things like that. But like, creating something from scratch like a, a new language you know it's some statistician somewhere needed a needed a programming language that was suitable for doing stats and he creates r and i don't i don't have that capacity i couldn't just go and be like well you know i, I need to make a better podcast editing software well that's probably a lie actually i could probably do that <laughs> You, you, need to figure you, out, I mean. you need to figure out how to articulate properly the thoughts that you have. So you make calculus, you know, okay. Like, yeah. like something like that. Yeah. Um, but I would argue that like, right. People, I, I think people have, a. uh, thank you, Isaac Newton. Yeah. I think that people have uh, a okay. lot more capability than they give themselves credit. So like, I think that, you know, barring, actual mental deficiencies right like anything like that that people can pretty much learn damn near anything it's it's the natural talent that sets people apart like sure i could work my ass off and become an athlete that's suitable to be in the nfl but the amount of time it would take me to do that makes it not worth my while right but i think that i could do that you know what i'm saying like i yeah. think everyone has the ability that they could unlock this capability it's like it, you just have to think about it in terms of time investment yeah, But you never really know how something's going to take off to your point, which is, I think, why when things kind of are just like, hey, come here, I'm like, okay, well, you let's, have to let's, let's see where this goes, you know, yeah. because who knows? It could be, you know, like programming as a hobby for me turned into a job when I was taking phone calls and I was like, you know, yeah, I'm really bad at documenting these calls. So I'm just going to write as some a software hobby, to write some it. software to do it. <laughs> Lo and behold, that like I become a software engineer, no degree. <laughs> And then, you know, fast forward multiple years later, I'm teaching people yeah. how to do it. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Yeah, that is definitely interesting. You're up, Mike. So, <laughs> thanks. I needed the cue. <laughs> I can't see you, so, you know, I couldn't <laughs> <Yeah>. tell. <laughs> uh, what, you know. I'm I'm going to I'm going to pivot here real quick. Uh move to a different topic and it'll probably be our our last for this session. Um Boo. because and in reality I like talking I mean, into we've a already microphone. Gotten a longer <laughs> What? I said I like talking into a microphone. I, 
I don't want this oh, to be yeah. over. Well, in reality, My this is going to be the longest show we've got on record so far, which isn't a problem with me, but. Well, it might um, be. It it might also be our, our second shortest, if uh, depending yeah. on how much of the. <laughs> so for, for those depending people on who what don't we can know, salvage. we lost uh, <laughs> almost half an hour, a little over 20 minutes of uh, of Mike's audio midway through this. So if there's a weird blip in the edit early on, uh, that's why. That's why. (laughs) So um, you you said something about mental deficiency, and there's been a couple of times that intelligence has been brought up in the course of of how how you learn, Matt, I guess is the the best way to, to define that that subject. Um, it's been an in- interesting topic. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to dimin- diminish the topic. <laughs> but let uh, me shit all over wow. this. Is a <laughs> no, no, you, you should though. You should shit on it though, because conflict is how you actually transcend, right? Yeah. So like, I don't, I don't <clears throat> learn anything from you guys just nodding your head and going like, that's cool, right? You know, I'm gonna learn from Mike shitting on me, yeah, and I'm gonna take a part of the, your shit and I'm gonna do something positive with it and that's going to be grow because it's a fertilizer and things grow in it. <laughs> well, and the the only thing is that not everybody is going to be able to learn that way, right? So no. that's that's how how you learn and it's a great way of of doing it, but but like but, but do they really not, not are they not able to learn that way though? That. Are they really not because I, I mean, think like, so l- let me put it to you like this. Like you take your kid, for example, like you have them do something. Which one? I have four. So pick one. Right. <laughs> so f- like, for example, pick your favorite. Yeah. When, so when they were a kid, <clears throat> ouch. Right. So let's say they're a kid and you're like, I, w- I want them to help me set the table, you know, for whatever reason, maybe you want them to learn to set the table or maybe you just want to be lazy, which would be me. You know, it's like I had yeah. a kid to do chores. So, you know, yeah. do, the, do the damn chores. Um, and you have them set the table the first time they're going to do it all fucked up. Yeah. It's going to look terrible. And you're going to go over there and be like, okay, well, you know, like this is, this is what it's supposed to look like and give them a frame of reference and they're going to do it again and they're going to get better, you know, and they're going to do Maybe. it again and they're going to get better. And then eventually they're going to set the table and it's going to be like, holy shit, this is They've phenomenal. innovated table setting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think anyone can really learn like that. That would be my thought anyways. I don't know if that's true, but. Oh, okay. So. The I mean, is the it that iterative, the basis of iron process iron? is is yeah. learning? Yeah. Um, I, I'm not talking about the iterative process. I'm talking about the hyper focus on one subject. Sure. More than the the iterative process, because I mean, yeah, I I think I think the essence of learning is is iterations and and improvement on previous iterations, and in fact, in my philosophy the essence of having children is that the next generation, the the generation that you produce, one of your goals as a being having produced the next generation is trying to make them better, a better iteration than your generation was. Right. Um, so, but that's a whole different topic again. Uh, and (laughs) let's, let's not, let's not, go off on a tangent on that philosophy just now, uh, maybe sometime in the future. But where I was going with that is, uh, I ran across a story 
Uh, I don't have you heard about the the CRISPR twins in, from Ch- that were uh, born in China? Yes. Yes. So, okay, uh have you heard about what the gene edit that was done to them was supposed to do? Do you know do you know how yes. familiar are you with the story? Yeah, so that's the so, the the gene that uh, allows HIV to in, infect someone, correct? I think that's right. what they were trying to do, it, yeah. That's the the doctor who who did this uh debatably unethical CRISPR edit to to these embryos before they were implanted into a woman Mm -hmm. um was trying to edit in a a defense against hiv which the the goal as noble as it might be it's still you know it's it's human testing and and there's there's a whole ethical quandary about that that uh about what what he did mm-hmm. but what's an interesting possible side effect is that he may have inadvertently given us enhanced intelligence in these twins as well so i see i've seen headlines about this um i primarily browse the internet with um two different ad blockers running and in incognito mode the places that yeah. I see, yeah, our source document says that you might not be able to see this source because you ran run incognito mode. No, it's not. Might not. It just flat out wouldn't give me the content. So <laughs> okay, uh, there. I saw the 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 headline in three different places. All three of them wouldn't show me content because I was either ad blocking or in an incognito mode. So I don't know the details. What I whenever I see headlines that say that are just speculation, most of the time I don't even bother clicking them. Because I, I don't I'm not going to get any I'm going to kind of get an overview of some science or some new tech or, you know, whatever the thing is that there's something that has happened in this space. But I care so little about about stuff that isn't already in practice that I, I just I can't I just keep getting into this place where I can't talk myself into clicking these things. But I saw this in the list of articles and I tried to or um, topics rather. I tried to pull it up and, and look through it. But I, I obviously couldn't. What is it exactly that makes them think that they've done something to modify the intelligence of these impending children? Okay, so here's the deal. The gene that he edited is called CCR5. We know that CCR5 is what AIDS uses to ga- gain, um, or HIV uses to gain... Uh, entrance into the the cell structure and then be able to replicate without that hiv can't can't replicate and it can't it can't spread okay but another thing that this gene is linked to is um the ability to recover after stroke and uh memory memory uh rec- recollection um so it's not it's not related to a better ability to recall memory it's actually related to the degradation of your memory recollect recollection so 
what they're thinking it might do, or one of the things they're thinking that it might do is give these twins the ability to have much better recall of information than they would have had if they hadn't been edited. And so, so um, no, um, advanced recall, there's, there's like, there are two different memory, like uh, two different superhuman memory types, right? It's uh, the photographic memory and then eidetic. Those aren't the same thing, right? Right. Right. So I think eidetic is the, right. is like masterful recall, right? Is that correct? I think that's uh, correct. The, the way I call it is episodic and, um, uh, I can't remember the term now, but <clears throat> it, it's basically or procedural and episodic is the, is the way I call it. And so, um, episodic is your, you, you remember a specific time, a, a specific place and, and, and actions or, or words or something that, you know, it, it's as if you took a photograph and you can remember that point in time, mm-hmm. but procedural is how you do things, how you go about almost like muscle memory, but for like how you make a breakfast not necessarily dealing with muscles, just the steps and and how you do something. Okay. Like I have great procedural memory, but my episodic memory is terrible. That's why you're um, a good systems person in IT. So much of that is procedural. Right. Um, which is it's surprising that you never remember that we went backwards through the drive-through at Zaxby's. Yeah. But I do. <laughs> Well, what's funny about that is I remember talking about it, but I don't remember actually doing it. So it makes me. But think we did that, it. I swear we did it, John. Remembering. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so the uh, this gene is known to be a part of of this system, and and a part of this system that prevents some memory or recollect recollection for some reason. Um. I don't, obviously I don't exactly know how that would work, but the loss of this gene is actually uh, linked to better recovery from stroke, better ability to, to recall, I guess, episodic memory. Uh, that's an assumption I'm making just to, to be clear. Um, but the the biggest problem with with really being able to tell if if it actually did increase these uh they're twin girls if it did increase these girls ability to recall or learn or anything like that is we don't have any we we don't have like another exact copy of these girls that that didn't get edited to right. test against yeah there's so, no control jinx yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so it, there, th- yeah, without the control, you can't really say, oh, well, they wouldn't have been this smart if they hadn't have been edited. Right. Well, this unless is unless they're just really smart. Yeah, this is based on um, the the assumption was based on tests they did in mice, if I remember correctly. And that's why they think that this is also the case that that just happens to coincidentally be linked to memory. So the, um, the mice showed a, an enhanced recall ability. Yes. Okay. Um, so uh, what, right. what I'm interested to see that spawns from this is I, I wonder if there's something here for um, dementia and Alzheimer's. 
because those are neurodegenerative diseases. Um, Good job. Woo. I, I saw was, you struggle there. Yeah. For, yeah, you got it though. Good job. And um, <laughs> yeah, that that would be interesting. And you know, because that I mean, that is literally you know the the axiom of nerves in your brain degenerate. Yeah. You know, and that's uh, I was doing a. Uh, it's actually interesting segue. I started drinking coffee a while back. I don't know if I told you this. It has lion mane, lion's mane in it. It's a mushroom, and it's been known to uh, encourage regeneration of the axiom of nerves <clears throat> in your brain, and so that. They, oh. they, the theory is that it will help combat really uh, memory loss. It helps you recall short-term memories. Have we seen an enhanced effect at all? I don't know if it's placebo, but I feel mm. I feel like that. And and also, Lion's Mane is really interesting because it has um, mood allegedly mood enhancement as well. So you know, you're supposed to be uh, in a better mood. You have a better recall. Okay. Um, is the coffee good? It's pretty tasty. Yeah. I mean, it, I just have it black and it's got chaga mushrooms in it too, which are like really heavy antioxidant mushrooms, really good for your immune system. Hmm. So I feel like mushrooms and coffee sounds terrible, but I'd be willing to try yeah, I mean, I'm a it, coffee guy. It, I don't taste the <laughs> mushrooms. It's got like a, oh, okay. it's like a, like a sweet, almost like a, maybe like a little bit of earthy tone to it, but Umami. not, yeah, it's not, it's not overpowering. Yeah. Okay. But um, anyways, I was, uh, <laughs> this made me think of, of that specifically because uh, you know, I dated someone a while back whose uh, mother-in-law had Alzheimer's really bad. Mm. And um, mm-hmm. Seth Rogen does the hilarity for charity thing where she, you know, is for Alzheimer's as well. And um, so I'd be interested to see if this kind of transforms into that. I just, it just occurred to me that you said you dated a woman whose mother-in-law. Or not, sorry, not mother-in-law. Sorry. Her grandma. Okay. Yeah. I was like, you were dating a married woman. I see where you're going with that. Yeah, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. Yeah. Her her mom's mom is what I meant to say. Her grandma. That's funny. Um, I don't know why I was thinking of mother-in-law. That's yeah. Weird. Did you uh, did you guys see the um, the study that came out that Maybe showed that? Maybe that lion's mane isn't working too well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did her you guys m- see the study that came out that showed the uh, link between gum disease and Alzheimer's? Uh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. I brushed my I teeth not hear extra that, that day and then slipped back into my bad habits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I am. Um, I haven't been to a dentist in a really, really long time. It's been years and years and years. And um, seeing that article. in the last month, he's been three times. Yeah. <laughs> seeing that article uh, made me go research it. And that wasn't just a one-off article. There's yeah. This is, this is, it's looking really good that this may actually be the cause and they can vaccinate against it. Yeah, if, well, and, if it's true, they can vaccinate. Oh, wow. It. And, and yeah. so this, this is also pays That's more huge. credence to like sugars are bad, right? Because sugars yeah. really kind of screw you up there. Yeah. Um, so that refined yeah. sugar. Yeah, for sure. So now, you know, I'm, I brush my teeth after every meal. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I mean, even, even growing up, they're like, you know, twice a day, just do it twice a day. And you know, anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Seems legit. Well, it's it's been uh, an interesting night of conversation. Uh, hopefully, we get more than half of it published. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll find out about that. Yeah, Mike decided to click stop on his recording. Uh, <laughs> I did uh, not click stop. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you actually did. I hope you were just like, I'm gonna fuck this up and just go, just hit stop. <laughs> Hmm, I wonder what this square does. Oh, <laughs> hey, John. <clears throat> yeah, well, uh, uh, Matt, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, this thanks is, for having uh, me. This, this is, is a nice cool. setup, oh, yeah, dude. Oh, thanks, thank man. You. We yeah. need to find a way to... Uh, it's hot in here. It gets hot in here. 
See, I, I, I think I, pref- I, I know I, I, I like this. I know earlier I mentioned I prefer cold yeah, because I can layer up, but I actually, this is a comfortable temperature for me. I sit in my yeah. house. I sit warm. Psychopath. Um, so, uh, you know, what's interesting. I, I heard a, a guy um, mentioned on Game Grumps, actually. It's a, do you know Game Grumps, Matt? Um, Game Grumps is a YouTube channel. They, it's a let's play. It's like what we do. Okay. On yeah. Okay. Um, they, uh, they have a segment on their show called 10 minute power hour, which is really, it's most of the time it's, it's crazy it's stupid but a lot of times it's really yeah. funny and um oh. it's just it is chaotic and and um they it's just loud and boisterous and there's lots of physical activity it's physical comedy and um they in a in a not in a power hour episode and just one of their regular game episodes they made the comment um the one of the hosts was complaining that the chairs they use for the power hour segment are falling apart that they're that they're just rickety and they they're wobbly and, yeah. uh, and it hurts his back and the guy aaron the guy who is the kind of the main guy for the show um made a statement that just like i went back and replayed it a couple of times and all he said was he's like yeah we should probably get those fixed but it adds to the chaotic energy of the show and i remember thinking like that's fucking beautiful. Yeah. Like I love that. And he kind of embraced these shitty chairs and hasn't been willing to get rid of them because it does something to them as hosts. Yeah. It's on their mind that at any moment, this chair <laughs> could just drop out from underneath them. <laughs> right. And so they, it makes them act differently. And I was like, man, that's like everything in your environment is, is influencing your ability to do whatever it is you're doing. And, you know, I'm sitting here thinking it's hot and all I want to do is leave. So it's me. It probably makes me sound rushed. Whereas you're thinking like, this is, you know, this is, this isn't bad. This is comfortable. I can stay here for a little while. It's having an effect on us. And um, that's interesting. It's adding to the chaotic energy of a show. Yeah. And I guess in our, in our case, it's probably not chaos, but yeah. It could be confusion. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I saw the, uh, the thought sweat is flowing. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> On that note. Hey, I wonder what this stop button does.